community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. so much for being up and Adam. My name is Adam Montiel, and I am currently maybe the only person in your life who is not sick. I swear to God, everybody, everyone is sick. COVID, the flu, a cold. It's just all over the place, everywhere, everyone. So feel free. Your speakers are disseminating no illnesses. You are all good with me. I wanted to stay. Well, look, I got a, a gig on New Year's Eve. We had friends who wanted to go out on Christmas Eve, and we were so excited to see them. And then he was like, ah, got a little scratchy throat. We're like, you know what? Let's just not even chance it. Let's pick up, you know, right before New Year's. Turns out they got the COVID. Crazy. Everyone is sick. So I hope you and your family are staying healthy. But by the looks and the odds of things and just from like anecdotally, you're probably sick too. So hope you're feeling good. Today, temp's a little bit warmer than yesterday, but that's not going to say much. Really mid-60s, cloudy conditions, chance of rain beginning tomorrow and Saturday, and we told you the swell. People were lining up at the beaches yesterday. Cayucas, some big waves, but they're really supposed to be today. Waves up to 25, 20 to 25 feet today. So like we said yesterday, be careful if you're going to go watch those waves because they will get you. Coming up today, going to introduce you to Evan and Christy Bishop. Love this couple. They're from Paso. Ten years ago, they moved here to completely start a new path, start a new career, a new journey. And 10 years later, they got a B&B, a farm, sheep, goats, and a cheese company. Black Market Cheese Company will introduce you to the owners, Evan and Christy Bishop. Can't wait. They're a lovely couple. I just love hanging out with them and we'll learn all about them. A legendary restaurant is moving out of downtown, thankfully not closing, just moving to the other side of town. I'll tell you who and why. You can probably already guess why. The ways restaurants have to stop you from splitting meals. A great article in the Wall Street Journal. And leading our lo-fi headlines, why you gotta be robbing the people of miners? They're like the nicest people. Miners, Ace Hardware? Tell you about a local miners that got robbed. Now, if you do rob a miners, I'll tell you who cannot help you. It is We Help You Legal. They can do just about everything else. Get ready for a legal solution that's been a cornerstone of our community since 2000. Christina Knoll, Chris Rush, the dynamic mother-son duo behind We Help You Legal. Two convenient locations, including Slow and Paso. They are your go-to team for emergency same-day or next-day documents. Save on things like trusts, wills, power of attorneys, deeds, even divorces, and more. They offer efficient and reliable service. How do you save all this money? Well, they're not attorneys. You're not paying like four or five hundred bucks an hour. You're not getting legal advice. They cut to the chase, get you the documents you need, and save you money. They can help you no matter where you live. But if you're in California, they can also help you with LLCs, corporations, and more. You need in-home hospital appointments in San Luis Obispo County? No problem. Visit WeHelpYouLegal.com for a full range of services and 23 years of expertise in simplifying life's legal matters. WeHelpYouLegal.com. Up in Adams, lo-fi headlines. Right, two Lompoc men have been arrested in connection to a Miner's Ace Hardware robbery in Arroyo Grande. Lompoc police say yesterday in the morning, two men went into the Miner's Hardware in AG, stole some items after being confronted by employees. A physical altercation occurred. During that scrap, police say one man pepper sprayed the employees before both men fled the scene. 
Now, before the AG robbery, the two men were also suspected of stealing from the Ace Hardware store in Slow, according to cops. Lompoc police located both men and the car behind a Lompoc hotel. Guys tried to run off. Eventually, they were both arrested. How are you going to roll up from Lompoc and just think you're going to hit up two of our miners' Ace Hardware? I mean, first of all, are these just not like the pinnacle of community and great customer service. They, they don't even advertise here, but I will say they're always so friendly, so helpful. You walk in, it's some dude who's like in his mid sixties offering you popcorn. It's, it's the nicest people ever. How are you gonna go robbing them? AG police got the guys back, booked them for robbery and booked them for possessing fentanyl and drug paraphernalia. Mama's Meatball, Chef Nicolo. And of course, uh, Mama's Recipes there. Uh, they were located downtown San Luis Obispo at the Creamery. They're gonna be opening up a new restaurant in the old Upper Crust Trattoria spot that's in Laguna Plaza. Now I heard the rumor that they were gonna be taking over the village host vacancy on Broad. I guess I wasn't that lucky because Lobro could really benefit from a Mama's Meatball here. But apparently they're going on the other side of town, Laguna Village. Damien Lopez, who's the manager over there, says the popular Italian eatery has taken a hit from the parking fee increase in July and just the general lack of parking at the creamery. Damien said, quote, our labor to sales ratio has completely dropped to the point where we have had to cut the hours of our staff. We just can't afford it. He also said other business owners in the creamery are also struggling with the lack of parking. Well, you remember when they redid the creamery, there was there was never a lot of spots in there, but, you know, it was a little horseshoe you could get in. I don't know, maybe less than a dozen cars maybe used to be able to fit in there. Well, now it's all for walking, so you don't have any cars there. The Mama's Meatball in the Creamery will be converted to a takeout-only operation. The new location should be open sometime this spring. Well, finally, looking to split entrees or stick with starters to save on your next dinner out. Restaurants, they are on to you. A really good article in the food and drink section of the Wall Street Journal. After years of pushing small, shareable plates, and rising prices that have prompted some customers to split dishes just to save money, restaurants want you to order more. So they're introducing hard to share menu items and asking servers to nudge diners to load up on extra small plates in an attempt to keep the customer happy. Also keep those checks high. In 2023, 49% of restaurants reported lower check averages and 53% reported lower profits compared with the year before, according to the James Beard Foundation. At the same time, dining out has grown more expensive. The latest consumer price index shows the cost of food away from home climbed 5.3% over the past 12 months. Now, restaurants don't want to forbid splitting. Instead, some restaurants are trying subtle strategies like creating single bite items, maybe like a duck confit spring roll meant for one person, without getting rid of splittable options like, say, roasted carrot hummus, where, you know, a couple people can dip into it. It is a struggle, restaurants say, and they're discouraging it as gently as they can when diners share fewer dishes, linger too long, or don't run up bills with alcohol. It can be tough to offset expenses like higher labor costs. Gosh, everything's costing more, right? In 2022, 21% of diners said they split an entree to lower the cost of a meal within the previous six months, and 58% said they would keep doing so. So on one side, they're making dishes that are maybe just meant for one. On the other side, they're taking dishes that are easier to split, and they're making them bigger and more expensive. One restaurant was talking about maybe a larger lobster pasta that used to cost 60 bucks. Now it costs 130, and it's specifically meant for sharing. 
Adjusting the portion sizes and prices allows diners to share while keeping the per-person checks high. One restaurant owner said, quote, we needed to position the menu in a way that made sense for us financially while understanding that people come here to share with their friends. So the article just kind of goes into what these different restaurant owners are experiencing, what they're doing. Here's one in San Diego. They had two locations. Diners complained about the smaller portions without really noticing the lower price. She says one large meatball that cost 15 was now three smaller ones that cost 1250. And I've seen these in some places too, the standalone proteins. The catch, sides come separately instead of with the entree. So when diners split a main course, they're encouraged to order more. We did this recently at Ox and Anchor and we loved it. By the way, the food there, good God, the, the side, and it's all about, I mean, the steak, we had like the, the Wagyu flat iron. It was fantastic, we shared it. But the sides, it's like all about the sides. All the different sides they got there, unbelievable. Also, many restaurants telling their kitchens not to add more sauce or food to a split plate. He says some cooks will create one salad in one bowl and then move it to two bowls, and then you need to train them not to pile on extra food onto each. I mean, everyone's trying to pinch pennies, restaurants, consumers, everyone. This would be really interesting to talk to a local chef or restaurant about. All right, mucho thank yous to our friends at McClintock's, the place to be since 1973. 50 years, the steakhouse, the saloon. How about the products like that F. McClintock's recipe 15 whiskey made by Maker's Mark, exclusively created for the folks at McClintock's. Get it in one of their happy hour drinks. They got happy hour every single day from four to six. Go to mcclintocks.com for more. Up and Adams, lo-fi headlines. All right, excited to introduce you to Evan and Christy Bishop. They own Black Market Cheese Company. You can learn about them. There'll be a link in the show notes here, blackmarketcheeseco.com. They have uh, some property in the north end of Paso. They call Rev de Mouton. The accommodations, well, they were doing these trailers that were like these vintage but beautiful trailers that they had upcycled and had all tricked out. Now they're actually going to go to standalone structures that are being brought onto the property later this year, or I should say early into next year. You meet both Christy and Evan. They have a vibe about them and an enthusiasm about them that is pretty contagious. They're fun to be around. Thank you guys so much for being at the Lobro Studios and being up and at them. Hey, thanks for inviting us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of in-studio guests, but when you got Black Market Cheese Company, you <laughs> definitely are going to have them come in studio. Thank you guys for uh, for the generous cheese offering. I mean, how did you guys get into cheese? Because you got you got a farm up in you know San Miguel now, and like, where were you before this, and why cheese, Christy? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so Evan and I, this is the third iteration of our uh, "What do we want to do when we grow up?" So <laughs> um, we were on a drive. Evan was still is technically a professional photographer. I was in healthcare treating cancer patients and we were talking about what we wanted to do when we retired and we kicked around a bunch of ideas and Evan said, Oh, I've always wanted to have a couple of acres and a few sheep. And I said, well, what in the world will we do with the sheep? And he said, why like cheese? Let's make cheese. And I thought, well, what can I do? And he said, well, you always wanted to have a bed and breakfast. I was like, great, let's make that happen now. And, uh, that kind of set us on our path 10 years ago. Yeah, we so were. are you both kind of doing, are you more bed and breakfasty and you more cheesy? Is that how it goes or what? <laughs> uh, I kind of, I, I title myself a shepherd and cheesemaker yeah. and uh, Christy kind of takes care of all the rest, I think. But <laughs> but we are, our, our 
jobs overlap for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, something like this, you're wearing a lot of hats, you're doing a lot, yeah. and you're managing this uh, beautiful property. Where exactly are you? Where do people find you? Uh, we are at uh, 7245 Non-Periel Road in Paso Robles. So we're just at the top of Paso Robles off of San Marcos Road. Okay. So yeah. So like, oh, just if you went a little bit further, you'd be like in San Miguel. Exactly. Yeah. Next exit is San Miguel. Now, you guys are part of the Farmstead Trail. We uh, are. Right. There's a lot of really cool stuff around you and a lot of people doing stuff in that north, north end of Paso. Yeah. A lot of little farms. We've got um, uh, Hambly. Uh, yeah. The Lavender. lavender. Went there for a visit. Pretty yep. cool stuff. Yeah. Beautiful. Yep. yep. Sierra Honey Farms is practically our neighbor. Yep. Um, yep. Calor de la Vie is a natural dyer. Uh, yeah, she's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, at the end great. of our road. Yep. yep. We have a really cool little artisan community, and we consider the Hambleys our neighbors, even though they're not technically in our neighborhood. But as the crow flies, they're a mile away, so they're neighbors. <laughs> okay, so you will do farm tours out there. Let's, Evan, tell me about the farm. What do we got? So we're raising sheep and goats for our dairy. And uh, when when folks come out, we do morning farm tours, uh, go down into the livestock shelter, introduce them around to the flock. Uh, both the sheep and goats are, are in there. So get kind of up close and personal. We talk about uh, the, the different animals that we're raising, why we chose the breeds that we did how much milk we get from our sheep, how much we get from our goats. And, uh, you look at them every day? Every day. Every day? Every day. How many times a day? Uh, once a day, yeah. Un- unlike cows, uh, they, they don't need to be milked twice a day, which yeah. is nice. So I, I milk them in the morning. Our sheep are dry right now. We're getting ready to have our winter babies. Uh, we've had one already this year. But uh, by the end of February, we'll have all our about 100-ish wow. lambs on the ground. So you're, you're doing 100 about a hundred lambs a day. No, no, no. We're we're milking forty adults, but the got it. the the girls will give us about a hundred lambs. Uh-huh. Oh, got it. Okay, and of course, of course. Uh, and once all the babies are born, then we'll start milking the sheep. Mm-hmm. So uh, now, what do yeah. you when you milk a sheep? What are we talking? You get like what a pint or what do you got? About a half gallon on oh, average damn. from from mm-hmm. our sheep. We have. What uh, does that milk taste like? Oh, it's so good. Is it really? Oh, it's, just right out of the udder? Like, just yeah. take a sip of it, you're good? Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> is it it's, warm? It must be warm because it came oh, out yeah. of the body. Yeah it, yeah. it comes out, you know, by the time you get it out of the bucket and filtered, it's probably about 90, 93 degrees, something like that. Do you need to filter it? Yeah. You do. So it's, it's yeah. gross out of the udder. You would never it, just, like, drink it. it. It's not gross. It's uh, We're using a vacuum line. So yeah. uh, it's uh, the teats get clean. No, it sure. Gets, it gets pumped into uh, the bucket, but then we're still straining it off just in case... A hair got of in course. there, yeah. or if there's hay. any dirt or hay, hay. right? Yeah, and, anything yeah, right? like that before we put it into cold storage. Yeah. Okay, so then you store, you filter it, and then how does that milk become not just cheese? Because anyone can learn how to make cheese, but I mean, we're talking about high end, beautiful. I mean, this is wonderfully tasting cheese. Well, one of the challenges that we had was uh, getting everything built and then getting everything licensed. So we thought it was going to take about three to five years to get to where we are now. It took us 10. Wow. The upshot of that. Imagine if you were along the coast. Right, right, right. And the Coastal Commission's got to get in the way. (laughs) Um, But the the upshot of that is that uh, we had those 10 years to really work on perfecting our recipes. 
and getting the aging down so that now that we are licensed, uh, those big mistakes aren't happening uh, on a larger scale. So we, we use that time to experiment, share cheeses with friends, neighbors, family, and anyone Hence that the was- name. Yeah, I was gonna say, where did the name come from? Black, yeah, yeah. Black Market Cheese Company. Uh, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's a part we of We were it. essentially making you know cheese out of our kitchen and we were pawning it off on any friend, family, or random stranger who was willing to try it and not sue us. (laughs) Now, when did you learn, Christy, like, oh, damn, like, he's onto something. We're onto something here. We're making great cheeses. And look, we're in an area where there's, you know, 400 plus wineries, Michelin star restaurants. Uh, Everyone's, you know, collabing with each other. Like, this could really play here. Yeah, I think when, well, we started this when we were still living in San Diego. Um, We came up with the idea and immediately we found a farmer who was willing to sell us some goat's milk. We started experimenting and we made it, you know, a fun weekend adventure. So we'd get dressed up drink champagne, put on French music, and make cheese. And we used to joke for the first, I'd say, solid year or so of us experimenting that our cheeses were good in stuff, but they weren't actually standalone cheeses. And then I think the very first time that I realized that Evan was onto something was when we started making cheese with our own our own sheep and goat's milk. Um, and he made what we call uh, goats over my lammy which is a layer of sheep's milk cheese, a layer of goat's milk cheese. It's separated by a layer of ash and then uh, has a bloomy white rind. So it just looks like a two-tier cake. And it was, it was, it blew my socks off. Yeah. And I knew, I knew from that moment forward that we were, we were definitely onto something. Is it cool to see like, you know, your man have a talent that, you know, I don't know how long you guys are married or anything, but <laughs> like, like you're coming out with, you know, you're like, you talked about reinventing yourselves. And here he is like got this talent that you never even really knew when you met him. Yeah. I mean, it's a perfect, ex- it's a, Evan is a, a fabulous artist, but he's also an artist with a, engineer's mind so i think this is exactly the skill and trait he was born to do these kinds of things photography he's outstanding at it because it's an artistic expression but it also has a lot of science and and you know, technical technical acumen pieces. and yeah. fundamentals so how do you do that i mean evan how are we kind of taking the talents that we have for artistic expression and using them to you know be in the cheese how is that how is evan doing that yeah i think that's a, a really great point what what christy was saying is that the the kind of creation of art as when I started photography, I was still doing film. So I, I was pre-digital. And so you had to take copious notes. You had to really know the craft and in order to get repeatability. And that translates directly in cheese making. You have to know times, temperatures, uh, amounts, measurements, everything. If you want to make a cheese good once, yeah, you can luck on it. Um, but if you want to keep making it, and have that, that consistency. consistency sure yeah then that that really come, kind of becomes the challenge and uh and just having that it's like a wine in a way right it, it is except the fact that i have the opportunity to make that cheese every day rather than every year a, a wine yeah. winemaker only has the opportunity once a year to yeah make that's that. such a good point and so yeah when you're when you're thinking terroir and wine uh you're not only thinking about vintage but you're also thinking about the decisions that that winemaker chose to make that year that might be different than the year before and i do that on a on a daily scale and i'm trying to make adjustments based on milk, milk is there quality. terroir in cheese sure yeah 
Yeah. Like that real sense of place? Uh, yeah, time of year. Obviously, wow. here we have those long stretches where we get zero rain, and so there's a, a very dry pasture. When we put our, when we first start milking our sheep in the spring, of course, we've got lush green pasture, so there's a lot of different So interesting, nutrients. I never thought of like cheese as yeah. seasonal. Yeah. You know, we go to the farmer's market, we go, oh, tomatoes, not in season, you know, but we never think of like our cheeses like that. That's so interesting. I'm curious how you decide to divide up a business like this, thinking, you know, winery you're like oh we'll be direct to consumer we'll have a little bit for distribution i mean i know you guys are in cheese shops from you know um petaluma to here and there all over the place so do you say okay we'll you know send a big ass round wheel down to you know up to petaluma or uh no but then you're also you know at villacana and refined you got you know little cheese plates and you partner with them on what is what have you learned is like the the comfortable the you know advantageous way to do this yeah, that's, uh, well, we are brand new, as you know, um, September 9th was when we had our grand opening. Um, and so we're still trying to figure those things out. Um, I'm really excited about the charcuterie boxes to go and having those in a handful of wineries. Um, I think that's a really great way for folks to be able to try our cheeses. And then hopefully they want to buy our cheeses and they head our way. Um, but right now it's just, we're throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. I like that. That's like an exciting time yeah, <laughs> for is. you guys. It is. And you guys have such enthusiasm about it. The cheeses are really, really good. I, I think, I don't know, you tell me, is your flagship the bonbons? It's not actually. It's not? No, our, fla- our, our bonbons, funny enough, was, um, we made those in protest initially. Really? <laughs> yes, because we So had... the bonbons are kind of like these little teeny balls are like the size of a golf ball and they're sweet, they're savory, but it's pretty much like your answer to Chev. Exactly. Because it's not goat milk. Right. Yep. Yep, exactly. And it will be when we have goat milk season, yeah. um, sheep's milk when we have sheep milk season. And right now we have cow's milk. So we make them in the style of a fresh cheese. So like a Chev, um, but we make them in one ounce balls and we roll them in herbs um, and spices for cool. the savory ones and then we do some sweet bonbons as well which are always well like on, like you know knifed on a cracker yeah. drizzle a little honey yep little marcona almond on t- I mean it's like they're so good oh, I mean I could say you know what you should do I should take a whole bunch of those bonbons <laughs> stick them in one of those eight ounce plastic cans and just shove it down and almost like you're selling cream cheese like I mean you could probably make bank off that we have done a that style, yeah. uh, particularly when we go to events and we're selling oh, the bonbons, we're able to sample it oh, uh, perfect. Out, See? out of that. And we have experimented with like a, a holiday, a cranberry relish uh, uh, fromage blanc. Oh, man. Um, the key lime pie on a graham cracker is pretty yeah. outstanding. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even decide if I was more into the savory ones or the sweet ones. Like they're both really, really good. What would be the flagship then, Christy? Um, so we, I, the goats over my lamy, I think ultimately will end up being our flagship. It showcases both sheep's milk as well as our goat's milk. Um, it's a time of year when we have that overlap in milk. And so we're really excited to put that out. Um, my favorite though right now, and I think for the foreseeable future is actually the stinky zephyr. I just absolutely love that cheese. And it's funny because a lot of people that might turn them off because I'm not the most, I don't just jump into the pool of stinky cheeses all the time, <laughs> but this is beautiful. Talk about the first of the cheeses that you brought, but this stinky zephyr has got so much flavor and mouthfeel and just on a water cracker, you're just like, bring it. This is so good. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, that was Ev's creation. He named it um, and it is a wash drying cheese. So we wash it with, uh, it's kind of like a combination our inspiration was Telegio as well as Epoise. So it's a washed rind cheese. It's washed with barrel-aged vodka, um, 
by Refined Distillery. Amen. And uh, we wash it down, and it has bee linens in it, so it turns the eventually the the um, rind of the cheese ends up turning orange. But it's just this gooey, delicious, stinky cheese that on the palate is very sweet and nutty and just has that hint of smokiness that you get from the barrel-aged vodka. I'm like the worst person at a party. I will go to, you got your brie over there, even like your brie, like, and thank God this was like a gift you gave it to me. I'm like taking the cracker and always like dig in and like get, because I'm not the biggest rind fan, but then in front of you guys both, I tried like a piece of the rind with the cheese and like I love it when the rind just kind of, you know, coexists with it and offers some mouthfeel, maybe a little bit of like, you know, a little zest or zing with it or a little texture, but normally I kind of just like digging in the middle <laughs> of the cheese. So how do you make the rind where somebody wants to eat it? Are you, are you, am I supposed to eat the rind? Yeah, for sure. Uh, all the cheeses that we are making uh, have edible rinds to them. Uh, the bloomy white rind cheeses, like the Breeze, those cheeses, it's a, a natural mold, Penicillium candidium, uh, that grows, that develops that white fuzzy outer layer that protects the cheese on the inside from unwanted molds developing but it does add like you said a texture it also adds a complexity to to the cheese itself you certainly can enjoy just the paste Um, well you can i I normally do Um, but, but no, the, you're right. The idea, yeah. just like, you know, a winemaker, it's like, oh, no, I want you to try the whole, yeah. you know, get the whole thing. Right. Um, but uh, like with the with the Stinky Zephyr, um, that the idea of, of just washing that with the barrel finished vodka in order to impact it with a little bit of that, uh, that whiskey note. Yeah. Certainly that affects the texture of the cheese, but it also really impacts the, the palate when you include the rind with it. What were some of these other ones that you brought in this box? Um, so we have a new release that's in there. Uh, that is our, uh, sorry, Winter Blues. Um, it's a pasteurized cheese that is ash-coated, and it has just um, no veining, but it has a presence of blue in there, so you'll start to take just, it's a very, very mild blue. That's my That's my. Yeah. That's your jam. Jam, for sure, yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, then we have our raw uh, cow's milk cheese that is a tome to kill. Um, that's been aging for about 80 days now, and our intent is to do a vertical tasting on that one. So we'll have Fun. it, yeah, two months, six months, and a year old um, for people to try eventually. Are, are these names, do you guys agonize over these names? They're oh, some very that, creative names. That was probably the hardest thing <laughs> was it? Of, of, yeah. of, of everything. Even harder than getting licensed, I think, was, <laughs> was settling on cheese names. Oh, well, so, for sure. Yeah. We did, we've had many uh, brainstorming sessions over those. But Usually in the hot tub with a bottle of champagne. Something like that. Sounds yeah. awesome. I love it. You're more marketing meetings sound pretty fun. Uh, January 31st, you have Club Sup Sup. This is an event going on now. You call it Rev des Moutons. Is that the name of the, the property? That's the name of the farm, yes. So uh, what is going on January 31st? How do we get involved in that? Yes. So uh, Candice Castudio, Chef Candice, is going to, uh, she has this event where monthly she hosts uh, dinners at different vendor, vendor venues. Jeez. Um, and uh, we are the venue for January. So on January 31st, uh, Candace is going to cook an amazing dish. Um, you can find the information on Instagram under Club Sup Sup. Um, she just put out the menu. So it's going to feature uh, one of our cheeses in each course. I believe it's uh, a five course meal. That sounds and incredible. She's really good. I really like her food yeah, too. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's a cool gal. Yep. Okay, so this is January 31st. You can learn more about this at your website perhaps? Yep, we'll have a link for it on our website and then you can also find it on Instagram either through Club Sup Sup, Chef Candice or uh, Black Market Cheese Co. Black Market Cheese Co. 
Then you're going to be doing an event with Michelle and at her table event That's right. on March 7th. Who knows? This would be cool. I know I'm hosting one of those events for. <laughs> I don't remember which one. I went to my calendar. I didn't see it in there. So I got to figure out which one I'm doing. But that would be pretty cool because your place has got a really cool vibe to it. Thank, Thank you. you. I really love the vibe of it. You know, you got the, the garden and then you walk up and then like the, the, the area like where you taste is like this beautiful white and black tile and your photography is there. The back area is really beautiful to chill. So I don't know. I just think it's super, super fun to have you guys here i thank you so much for making the drive thank you for having, for us. having us yeah well the next time I, I owe you a trip now i'm gonna have to come <laughs> yeah, up there come up. we'll get some audio especially when the you know the animals are doing the their thing are on the ground yeah yeah you could you teach me how to milk one yeah i'm down that's gonna be the next <laughs> yeah, let's do we'll it. get some video we'll get some sounds yeah. on that that'll be awesome i love it christy and evan they're from black market cheese company check them out online blackmarketcheeseco.com if you are uh, a restaurant or you are maybe a, a tasting room and want to you know learn how you can partner up with these folks their cheeses are just the bomb they're really really high end they taste fantastic i like that they stand on their own you. you know you can just have with a water cracker and you're good to go of course you could do a lot of fun stuff with them i know chef candace is going to do just that so uh, christy great to see you great to see you too Adam. evan awesome to have you here great to see you thanks, thanks for being for up and adam guys awesome thank you Bonbons. Oh my gosh, the sweet ones, the savory ones, the these, the that. The cheeses are so good. Blackmarketcheeseco.com. Let them know you heard it on Up and Adam. All right, don't forget, if you are a slow restaurant or you just love eating out and about in San Luis Obispo, I'm excited to be working with my friends at the city of San Luis Obispo for their Eat Local bonus all January long and Restaurant Week, which is January 12th through 21st, a solid 10 days. And there's some great prizes there. Go to slowrestaurantweek.com. If you are a restaurant, we would love to get you on board. The city will promote you. We will promote you here. It's completely free. You just create a perfect pairing, charge whatever you want for it, choose whatever you want for it, and go to town. Have a fun restaurant week. Go to slowrestaurantweek.com for more. All right, do you have New Year's Eve plans yet? If the answer to that is no, consider spending your New Year's Eve with us. Paso, downtown City Park, they're putting on a big-ass bonfire. Live music, food trucks. Talk to my friend Jenny accidentally butt-dialed. Jenny from Slow Meltdown, love their food. She says they're going to be out there, so there's going to be some great food. Paso Robles Distillery Trail is going to be out there making some cocktails. I heard Tin City Distillery is going to be among them. I can't wait for that. It is going to be a great way to ring in 2024. And then you got all those great places surrounding the park, bonfire, live music. This band they got, the Lucky Devils Band, they're from L.A. They're really good. I've been watching them. I was watching them just before I went on the air here. They're really, really good. High energy, live music. They'll play all your favorite songs. Dancing, food, drank. It's New Year's Eve, baby. Paso Downtown City Park for the big bonfire. I'll be emceeing, and we would love to see you out there. Ball drop at 9 p.m. too, so it can be an early night if you want it to be. All right, before we get out of here, let me thank my friends at the General Store Paso, offering local goods, hand-picked gifts, a curated cookbook selection, and just all the best for your pantry and your home. Helping people connect with dozens of local makers for 10 years. Downtown City Park open daily from 11 to 6, 10 to 6 on weekends. They're on Insta at General Store Paso. 
and you can learn more online, General Store PR. And make sure when you go in there, you thank the ladies from the General Store for supporting local and being up and at them. Technical consideration for the show, thanks to Full Cup Solutions. Original music on the show, Moonshiner Collective and Start Again. Stream them wherever you get your music and learn more, moonshinercollective.com. Enjoy the day. Check out those big waves. Don't forget, chance of showers tomorrow and Saturday. Thanks so much in advance for rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast wherever you listen to it. And thank you for making us your first podcast of the day. Happy holidays. Have a great day. And thanks for being up and at it.